In August, the Sunni Board of Trustees tapped Dr. Ram Ramasubramanian to serve as Executive Vice Chancellor for Academic Affairs and Provost of the State University System, as well as President of the Sunni Research Foundation. In his new role, Dr. Ramasubramanian, who comes to New York from the University of Virginia, is expected to help double research efforts across the SUNY campuses, and he joins us now to talk about his work for New York's public colleges and universities. Welcome to the show, Doctor. Thank you, David, for the invitation. Glad to be here. So for starters, you have multiple titles that you're taking on, including president of the SUNY Research Foundation, as well as executive vice chancellor for academic affairs and provost for SUNY. So does that mean you've got multiple day jobs or some of these roles ceremonial? How should listeners think about the titles you've been amassing? Yeah, that's that's a great question. It is a lot of responsibility. The executive vice chancellor indicates where the position is relative to the chancellor, and that's what that is. The provost is the actual function. In a regular campus, provost is the chief academic officer at the system level provost. I'm, so I have to be also be clear that it's a provost for the system. A system provost is the chief academic officer in the sense uh, for, this, for the system, and certain functions of provost on campus would overlap with system provost, and advancing the academic mission is the common thread between campus provost and system provost. So that's the role. When you look at the president of the research foundation, it is the function of providing outstanding services, administrative services, uh, support services for faculty to write grants, receive uh, grants, and manage the grants uh, following federal compliance, uh, following the law of federal compliance, and making sure that the deliverables are met, and do this in a way uh, that is most cost-effective so that the faculty members have the ability to do, do their work and not to worry about the administrative parts of the research. So they can focus on the scientific uh, parts of the work, think about ideas, and be competitive. So that those are the two roles that this job combines into one, and, uh, and this is an inaugural role for SUNY, uh, so I'm the first one to hold it. Well, what do you think is the benefit of having these titles all under one person for, for the first time? Yes, it is. It, it, that is the exciting part of this position. If you look at the chancellor's vision articulated in, in the four pillars, uh, student success, research and scholarship, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and economic development, and uh, student upward mobility, you do see research and student outcomes and economic development for the state, they're all connected. So it's not practical for advancing research without excellence and research support, which happens to be in another organization. It is not practical for the research foundation to think about student outcomes and uh, student upward mobility without the provostial role. So it makes absolute logical sense to combine the two. Sometimes when you do do something and it looks like uh, it, it looks simple, in fact, indeed, that's the most elegant solution. So this is the combining the two is uh, absolutely necessary if you want to accomplish the goals as uh, as I described. Uh, for example, uh, if you have an outstanding research enterprise that uh, that uh, we can establish uh, here and and improve excellence in uh, research. 
it provides opportunities for students to gain research experience working in labs. After all, research is not done solely by an individual faculty member alone in their lab. It is all done through students and mentoring is part of research. So when students have the access to this outstanding cutting-edge uh, research experience, it aligns with the uh, chancellor's uh, idea of paid internship for every student, and some of that could be very much so in the labs of faculty pursuing research. So this role, out of, I think it's necessary to combine these two roles, and that is what I'm going to be embarking on, in that uh, the idea of uh, research excellence and student outcomes, student affordability, they're all connected. So the vision for both organizations are very similar to advance uh, advance uh, SUNY's goals and increase uh, the engagement with industry and so on. But the structurally, they are two different organizations. That's the only difference. Uh, I would think holistically about research and uh, student affordability, student uh, success and diversity, equity, inclusion, all as one. And how do we make that happen could be mechanistically through these two organizations. That is how I'm envisioning this will work. Well, when I think about the essential merger of these functions and some of the quotes in the press release announcing this appointment, there's a lot of emphasis on you turning SUNY and its profile into really a global leader in the technology and scientific research space. But in terms of also having that, I guess, broader responsibility uh, in terms of academic affairs, what does that mean for, say, the liberal arts degree, something that might not necessarily be the subject of a, a lot of research uh, efforts and as far as you can possibly get from the STEM fields, is that something that could potentially suffer or does someone else have the responsibility of looking for that area of study in terms of academic affairs? That's a great question, David. Um, The chancellor's pillar says not just research, research and scholarship. Now, when you uh, want an institution, when you want SUNY to be internationally recognized, yes, you want to have scientific discoveries that will get you there uh, in, in some sense. But if you look at uh, major um, you know, top 10 institutions, they are not necessarily technology-driven institutions. Uh, advancements in liberal arts creativity in liberal arts um, and, and, and advancements in humanities and integration of humanities into STEM disciplines is where you can make a difference. For example, if you're working on climate change related problems, you could talk about carbon sequestration, blue carbon ideas. You can talk about uh, hydrogen production, catalysis. You can do all sorts of things to make make technological approaches work for climate change uh, uh, related problems and its mitigation. But the real impact comes when you include uh, humanities and social sciences, merge that with these technological inventions and uh, inventions and ideas that come about. Uh, For example, there is tremendous supercomputing going on to uh, predict ocean level rise, uh, where it will be, what portions of our coast. For example, I'm I'm from Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia is one of the places where we will have tremendous uh, erosion. When that happens, uh, you can also have solutions. 
So you could have mass migration of people. You may have to move people ahead of time. And where do they go? What do they do? And how are the counties and the and the cities, counties, and the region is prepared? And uh, are the people willing to move? And they are asked that the, you know they, they have to move. So what's the pathway? Who funds that? All of that are social science issues. There's psychology associated with it. Somebody who has lived there all their life will refuse to move. So how do you uh, really do that? Do a meaningful solution that will address and protect people is technology is only a small part of it. So social sciences has an incredible, uh, incredibly important role to, to really make the scientific solutions uh, stick. So in my view, uh, in, in various kinds of projects we have funded and we have stood up at uh, University of Virginia, you will see that the social science has a very dominant role. A comprehensive university, a comprehensive university system should have excellence in uh, social sciences, humanities, and arts, uh, and uh, in addition to STEM, um, uh, in order to be uh, impactful. Well, how far does the SUNY system need to go before we are, like it says in the press release, a global leader in technology and scientific research? Is this something where we should be thinking about uh, a long-term road to hoe, or is this something that uh, we should be expecting in, in the near future? It is, uh, it is a strategy. It is, it is, an, it is an aspirational goal. Um, but there are pockets, for example, if you take uh, State University of New York at Stony Brook and uh, University of Buffalo, both are AAU institutions. There are about, almost about 70 institutions now. They've added a few institutions that are AAU institutions. And the, if I'm not mistaken, 80% of the research uh, in the country is done by uh, the 80 or so AAU institutions. So majority of the nation's uh, federal dollars goes to those institutions. So you do have two of those in 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 the, in the system here, right here, and in the, in the Sony system. So in terms of global presence, global excellence, you already have those two. And then you look at the other two U centers, uh, you know, University of Albany, uh, and uh, and with the with its investment in nanotechnology and and and, and Binghamton. Uh, you know, working on biomedical sciences and and technology, uh, they are all R one uh, you know institutions. They are they are seriously research institutions. So we do have globally known institutions. Um, uh, we also have uh, what what others don't have is this vertically integrated uh, structure of uh, community colleges uh, all the way to PhD granting AAU institutions. So the flexibility that this uh, the Sony system has uh, is unique in the in the sense that when you want to engage with the state, with an employer that uh, the governor wants to bring uh, to the uh, state of New York, you can offer immediate uh, workforce development at the level that the industry needs, all the way from line level uh, worker who is uh, trained to uh, operate state-of-the-art machinery through community college education, all the way to interacting with the, the company's R&D, developing artificial intelligence-driven autonomous vehicles, or autonomous systems, or surgical robots and whatnot. So there is this uh, continuum of uh, of things that the system can do with the flexibility it has to interact so the the global dominance, global presence always comes, always, no exception, comes through outstanding impact uh, through research, 
outstanding impact through global leaders that we produce from from our four-year colleges to from our two-year colleges and and particularly from the youth centers who go on to be successful and creating enterprises, uh, uh, very large enterprises or nonprofits and whatnot, or uh, citizen leaders that do very well in our government and uh, and rise up, rise through positions of influence and influence the society in a positive way. So that is how you really get this global notoriety. And uh, given the number of 360,000 plus students, um, given that many students and with that level of diversity in terms of training, diversity in terms of discipline and and the phenomenal support of uh, you know of our senators and and the right time, uh, the right place uh, with the right investments the state has made 20 years ago is bringing and with the leadership of our senators bringing in uh, CHIPS Act related uh, advanced technology which is also important to our national security, all of that coming in, uh, I have no doubt that the SUNY institutions will be uh, will even reach greater heights. More of the institutions, in addition to the few that I mentioned, has the potential to, to rise in international recognition. Well, I guess finally, I just have a couple personal questions. And first off, I noticed that you did your master's program in Miami and then did your doctorate program in Syracuse. How big of a weather transition was that going from Florida to central New York? Was that ever no, no, no. Something... Miami University is in Ohio. Oh, you went to Miami University of Ohio. Oh, boy, they need to spell that out in the press release better. Okay, so there must not have been that bad of a transition going from Ohio to central New York in terms of weather. No, no. Cold, uh, cold is something I took on to... Um, um, I, I, it, 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 it could seem very unlikely, but I grew up in India is yeah. one, of, one of the longest beaches in Madras and it's always uh, you know, 80% humidity and it's 90 degrees and summertime it goes to 100 degrees. That's where I grew up. And I didn't have the resources to just travel north to the Himalayas and see what snow looked like or ice looked like. I didn't. I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> I just have to do what I have to do uh, to, to get by, get my education and move on. So snow was fascinating to me. Cold was fascinating to me. So, uh, so I ended up living uh, in uh, Miami, in, in Oxford, Ohio. It was fantastic, and uh, and we did have good snow that year. Actually, when I came, uh, and then when I moved to Syracuse, they said there'll be a lot of snow, and uh, they, somebody said there'll be a lot of snow there, and and my answer, was, yay! You know, that was my answer. <laughs> so, and I enjoyed, it. and and of course, I learned uh, skiing. I'm a pretty good skier. Um, I've skied all over the Cascade. It's all over the all over the uh, place. So I took on to winter as a sport. Then from here I moved to Wisconsin, brutally cold and uh, and flat. So I took on to cross country skiing and and enjoyed the outdoors. Uh, when it's fifty degrees below, you know, I would just venture out to see what it's like. I mean, so cold was uh, something that I totally embraced. And I'm a little disappointed. They say that uh, Albany does not get as much snow as Syracuse. I'm darn disappointed. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was going to ask you next, where are you planning on settling down uh, in this new capacity? Are you going to stay in the Albany area or knowing your interest in skiing, are you going to go up to the Adirondacks and just commute to work? No, 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 no. Albany, you know, I'm here for work. That's number one. And yeah. recreation comes afterwards. So I, Albany, in fact, I, I told the realtor, you know, get 20 minute radius at best. And <laughs> I think we have, we have found a place that is 13 minutes. So that qualifies. That's where I'll be. 
Well, finally, you were at uh, UVA when the men's basketball team made history as the first number one seed to lose to a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament. So did that impact your life at all, or are you not a sports guy and that couldn't have mattered to you any less? Uh, you, you, uh, I don't know, you intentionally missed the previous year we were the national champion. I like to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and that but, but anyway, David, on some seriousness, it was a shock to see that. But it's also a humbling experience. It is how the so when when we met uh, when 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 as university leaders we met and then we said we lost to you know Baltimore. I got the call from my counterpart saying that okay, we beat you. And it's okay. Um uh, the 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 thing that uh, we went on to say was well, some of these things happen. And that's where my respect for our athlete director went up, you know, 50 notches. Uh, she said, well, these are all student athletes. They did their best. They're students. They're great students. And that's what they will focus on. And, uh, and that's, uh, how, that's where we left and just went, went on with our business. So, but the previous year, you know, we, um, you know, uh, I watched the games. I said, you know, it looks like everybody else including no offense to duke they seem like they were standing standing there these could these guys could do circles around them just balls were being passed and it was all three pointers one after another it was two they say wow too bad it was all three pointers it was kind of crazy year that i enjoyed as well and indeed yeah that was a disappoint, disappointment but uh, it's taken in stride life comes in uh, in both flavors well, we've been speaking with Dr. Ram Ramasubramanian. He is going to be the president of the SUNY Research Foundation and serve as executive vice chancellor for academic affairs and provost in the SUNY system. Dr. Ramasubramanian, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, David, for the opportunity. Look forward to speaking with you in the future. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.